Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everybody. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, March 28th, 8.31 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you so much for being online with us tonight, live and breathing, and so happy to obviously see this many amount of people at Explorer Stadium this weekend. Uh, I think, and I want to say this boldly, this is a bold statement from the city of Orlando to tell uh, not only U.S. soccer, but tell the whole world, this is a soccer city, this is a football city, a football city, and uh, we're here to compete. We're here to be a host city for the 2026 World Cup, and I think we could be having it out of the bag if we keep putting shows and we keep definitely supporting not only our national team, but Orlando City this level. I think uh, I was there, uh, David was there as well, and I mean, the pitch was just shaking. I haven't experienced this since I was eight years old watching maybe a Copa Libertadores match in Peru, and uh, it definitely was very, um, very deep uh, for the players especially. I mean, people were cheering when they were coming in, when they were going to the locker room, when it was halftime. I mean, it was just uh, imposing. I wonder if Orlando, either the Pride, OCB, uh, Orlando City, they make it far in their respective leagues and we deliver this caliber of a spectacle, the opposition has no chance. I mean, the people are just so in there, in your face. It's just like this little you know, sound waves, it just shakes the whole pitch. So phenomenal. Um, definitely kudos to all the people that were in, t- in the game. Phenomenal win for the United States of America. Uh, super proud of, of the boys. Um, and, you know, I think we have one more check to go on the quest to Cotter 2022. So excited about that. We're going to be talking about also Orlando uh, City against Portland. Uh, Pato, uh, what happened to Mauricio. We're also going to be talking about um, uh, Orlando Pride, OCB as well, made their debut. But before I give the mic to David, uh, I want to thank you uh, for your continued support to every single one, every single people that is uh, specifically live right now. Check us out on our social media networks. We are at Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. We are on Facebook Live at the moment also. On all Facebook, Orlando Facebook groups, don't delete my posts. Thank you so much. Uh, Omar Bamba, also thank you so much. As well as we're live on YouTube. Click on notification link for all notifications. We're allowed on Proud Orlando. And also, this episode will be featured for everybody that wants to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify will be available right after. David, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thank you, Luis. Thank you to everybody that is uh, either listening or watching us. Live or otherwise, a lot of football this past weekend. Um, The one I take away from uh, the experience at Exploria uh, with the United States national team was it was great to see a lot of people displaying patriotism and pride in the United States without any political attachment to it. Um, people, the, they, they show respect for an anthem, respect for the, uh, all the men that step on that pitch to represent our country. 
And uh, also, they were very gracious to the Panamanian fans who, quite honestly, at halftime were leaving by the truckload because they knew there was no coming back from that. Um, and, uh, you know, it was nice to see the stadium rocking and packed again. It has not been like that for a long time. Uh, testimony to what Orlando City could be, what Orlando Pride could be, what Orlando City B could be if, uh, if we, once again, we go back to win the hearts of the fans. Uh, I believe our teams are showing that uh, they are in it to win it. Unfortunately, uh, to a lot of fans, that, that disconnect with the club continues. The club needs to do better. Needs to do needs to be more aggressive. That's what I'm trying to get to, in my opinion. And uh, not only that, this game uh, yesterday, like you said, Luis, showcased our ability to be a uh, host city. We were in 1994. I believe that honor should return to us. And not only that, uh, also uh, our beautiful stadium has been making the rounds around the world. Uh, that's uh, uh, to be honest with you. I, I had I had friends. In Europe, uh, compliment our stadium. Um, they know I'm an Orlando City fan, but obviously they don't. They don't. They don't follow Orlando City, and uh, they were like, "Hey, I watched the highlights. Beautiful pitch, beautiful stadium. The crowd. It, it was electrical. It was, it was amazing. So that shows you guys not only how our community had responded to to the national call, but also what Orlando City could be, uh, or uh, Orlando City could be, I should say." Uh, once uh, once the fans return, as we hope. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think Orlando, after yesterday, I mean, I have, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm sure everybody around the league has seen um, what, the, what the fans did. And, uh, I mean, if this is not territory of a host city, I don't know what is. Uh, I mean... Um, I want to thank uh, U.S. Soccer Communications uh, for obviously allowing Loud and Proud to be there and to report on the game. Um, thank you so much to everybody that helped us out as well. Thank you to Orlando City Communications as well to, you know, giving their word and, and, and definitely having our back. I mean, if, if that says a lot. I want to thank everybody there in communications, Jackie, Diogo, everybody. Um, thank you so much. Um, it definitely uh, is going to open a lot of doors for us uh, moving forward as, a, as, a, as an outlet to provide you the best content possible and obviously cover uh, our national team. To center ourselves, uh, I have a couple of pictures. I want to also give kudos to uh, 1A1 Creative, um, to Gabriel Gomez, my friend. Uh, he's team loud and proud. Um, he took some amazing shots yesterday. Uh, as we talk about the game, uh, what, I'm going to be plugging them in as well. Check them out on Instagram. as A1A Creative on IG. Um, so um, let's start with, with the game. You know, I mean, this is just categorically. I mean, I, I expected more from Panama, believe it or not. Um, you have to understand I've been following some of these players for, because they some of them play in Peru. Um, and like... You know, the number 19, Alberto Quintero, they call him Chiquitin. He plays in Peru in a big club there in Universitario. And uh, he's usually very, very good with the ball. But yesterday he had no chance. I mean, you have to understand uh, the United States from minute one, um, they just attacked the wings and their wingers were just not doing anything. 
the, the, they lost the ball in the mid a lot of times. Um, and also they resulted in a lot of aggressiveness, especially in fouls. Um, unnecessary aggressiveness. I think it because of the frustration of just losing in such big way, you know, uh, and everything that Burhalter maybe did on practice, uh, be, it became true right on the pitch that day. I mean, everything was working. Uh, people were doubting um, his, why is Jesus Ferreira right at nine? Um, and he delivered. Uh, he, he could have had more goals. This could have ended easily in eight, eight or one. Um, but, you know, again, it, it's, it was not a perfect night also for certain players. And Paul Ariola had also a great, a great game, you know, on, on, the, on the right wing. So, and this is not essentially, I don't see this, and I don't know what you think, Dave, but I don't see this as our A team. This is not our A team yet. Weston is not playing in here. There's a lot of players that are not. Sivichu is not there. Um, you know, Team Wea is not in there. Um, so this is, you can call it our, our B-plus team, right? And with a captain, you know, they call him Captain America. And I think yesterday he earned that moniker, uh, Captain America. I mean, you talk, talk about moving a locker room and 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 having them all play at, at the same level as him. Um, once he was subbed out, obviously, um, it kind of you that's when the first goal came in for Panama, you know, and it was just, you know, but it happens. Uh, I'm so happy for him. His first hat trick with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, Yunus Munsa uh, and Shaq Moore had a phenomenal game also. Um, Walker Zimmerman, Miles Robinson, too, denying the Panamanians um, in, in a couple of occasions. And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the U.S. Uh, for starters, uh, Dave? No, no, absolutely. Um, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to give you my view from, from the perspective of my oldest son, uh, who I can de de define as a casual. You know, he goes to the Orlando City games. He loses interest. Here and there, you know, wanders off on his phone, and, and that's it. And uh, last night, he was uh, eyes on the pitch, which surprised me. He was like uh, really getting into it, waving the flag. He was, oh, you know, we're doing it. Um, I think the 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 moment, the 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 size of the moment for us, caught like a wildfire on the fans. Panama, the second they step on that pitch, they knew that they have very few friends in that crowd. And uh, this is one of the things that our founders envisioned <clears throat> that Exploria should have been uh, for Orlando City, uh, a fortress, right? And, and we have used that moniker before, and people laugh about it because obviously it hasn't um, materialized itself. But let me tell you something. I was sitting in the lower bowl, and when that fan base was screaming – uh, you could feel that energy. You could feel that the air moving when people were screaming. When you have twenty-five thousand yeah. people screaming at the same time, uh, clapping, waving those flags, that had to be super intimidating from that pitch—a pitch that is ten feet sunken on the ground. I've been on the pitch, and when you look up, you—it's—it's—it's. You, it's, it's, it was intimidating with with the stands empty. I can't imagine with twenty-five thousand people clad in red, white, and blue, waving those flags. Um, I think Panama is a fantastic team. 
Uh, yesterday's result does not reflect who they are. Unfortunately for them, uh, this may be this is it, really. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, unfortunately, they're not going to be returned to the World Cup after uh, making that uh, their debut um, last cycle. The uh, situation, in my opinion, was the United States knew they had to win. They have the talent. Their, 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 their players are playing in much better leagues than the Panamanians. Uh, that cannot be denied. Um, our quality was definitely there. And like I said, they understood that what the assignment was, was to win. And unfortunately for Panama, uh, you know, we came in um, very strong. Their frustration was immediate. I mean, they were once they were two goals down at that point, uh, you could see how they went all attack because they knew that uh, not even a tie was going to do it for them. And uh, they were all milled on the all, all the meat on the grill, like they say. They were going out wide, crossing the ball, and that wasn't working. And the frustration, the frustration kept going and kept going, and the crowd kept getting louder. And in the end, uh, Luis, uh, that's that's what basically that what did him. Uh, they were down, I believe, four goals at the at the half, if I'm not mistaken. And um, and at that point, you you will need a miracle to come back from there. They have to be mad at themselves. Two uh, preventable PKs. Uh, the the first one was on on Walker Zimmerman was criminal. Uh, I, I'm sorry that that is only coming from a professional football player. I mean, choking. Come on, you know, and and and, yeah, and, sure. and, and, and VAR had no issues uh, granting that PK. Uh, as far as Panama, they go back to the drawing board. Um, they're a very good side. They will have they will have to try for uh, 2026. Uh, we don't have that problem. We're qualified, um, so this probably is the last time for a very few, for a few years that we're gonna see ourselves sweating it out. Uh, and uh, for the United States, well, looking forward to uh, going to Costa Rica and uh, and punching our ticket. For sure, um, I I agree. I mean, I think everybody in the United States of America wanted to see this U.S. side play this way. With the, with the type and caliber of players and youth this team has, this is what every single fan expected from Berhalter's side since day one. And uh, honestly, in some games, the U.S. men's national team, we didn't see that from the U.S. men's national team. You know, and um, every single player yesterday, they probably said, this is my ticket to, to Cotter. And I want to be there, not only for me, for my family, and also for my resume, and also for my, you know, because they all want to get into better clubs. Do you think Tyler Adams wants to always be in the same club? Or Pulisic maybe has ambitions to play in Spain or play in a, in a different club than Chelsea. Maybe he wants to stay in Chelsea. I don't know. So, um, you know, the World Cup is going to be key. Obviously, there's one more game, and I think this U.S. team can beat Costa Rica. I mean, I've, I've, uh, Costa Rica, I know for a fact they have some exciting players. They have an exciting soccer league as well, uh, but it's not up the level. I, I will say the Costa Rican league, it's, um, it's, it's up par than maybe Liga MX and, 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 U, and MLS. And, and Luis, we can't forget that uh, this same Panamanian team defeated us 1-0 in Panama City. 
So, yeah. you know, same players, uh, same players. It, it wasn't like we were putting a C team or D team. We were we were putting our best, and the Panamanians defeated us. So, like I said, uh, I am not uh, the one, especially at national level, uh, to uh, put down teams. You know, you put out the best the, the best 18 players from your country that you can have. Obviously, the bigger your country, the chances are better your players are. Uh, unless you're France and you nationalize a bunch of immigrants, but that's a story for another day. Uh, the uh, the fact of the matter is is that um, you know with Costa Rica they they are coming for us. They're not gonna give us. Uh, trust me. And I I've been uh, I've been a Hispanic for uh, almost 46 <clears throat> years, and I can tell you that beating the Gringos is always uh, feather on everybody's cap. So they're gonna come. They're gonna come at us in San Jose. That's the capital of Costa Rica for all, for all of you. And they are, they're going to be packing the house. What we did to Panama, they're going to do it to us. So it's up to our boys to go there and close the deal. Right now, uh, basically, we have to either win or tie or lose by less than six goals. <laughs> so I am a, I'm a... I'm one of those guys that after uh, Trinidad in the last cycle, I, 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 I can believe that things can go wrong. So I'm not calling it already uh, a done deal. So our boys have to go there and close the deal. That's it. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think what, what worked uh, psychologically in our favor was obviously the crowd. Uh, but these are professional players, just like you said. They need to be used to playing in harsh environments. Um, I'm sure Panama and everybody that we've defeated in these qualifiers are going to uh, want the U.S. to lose and, and not go to the World Cup. But unfortunately, you know, I think the world, I mean, this is, sounds kind of weird, but the world deserves to see this team in action. I mean, there are so many exciting players not only your starters, but also your subs that could potentially be key players for major clubs in the future. Uh, and, and I mean, this is serious and it will level up uh, the quality of the sport in the United States, uh, you know, and also um, 2026 is around the corner. And I think the United States, not only they have to, in my opinion, I think the U.S. needs to be the best World Cup they need to destroy the organization Qatar is doing for this World Cup. I mean, we need to be above and beyond in technology, in play level. I mean, I remember when the World Cup was in Korea, uh, Korea, Japan. Um, Korea made it far. I think they yeah. were. Uh, in the, they were in the quarterfinals. They went to the quarterfinals. I think we need to aspire to that. And in order to aspire to that and to think big to that, uh, we need to demonstrate it in this World Cup, and then our soccer will eventually follow, right? I, I, and I think uh, we're making big steps. <clears throat> um, I think U.S. soccer wants to play in Orlando more often. I don't say that they always have to play in Orlando, but you kind of know when Orlando shows up yesterday, they show up. And I think that was demonstrated yesterday. And I think uh, the whole United States, all the host cities are the want to have World Cup uh, playing time or, 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 or matches. 
uh, they noticed yesterday, oh, shit, we're completing it in Orlando. This is going to be tough to replicate. So, no, no. And, and uh, I got to tell you, I, add to that, Luis, uh, a few years back, we had we had a friendly in Orlando. Um, the last, not, not the last time the, the, the team played, but the last time the, the, um, they played in Orlando was a friendly against Trinidad at the beginning of last year. You correct me if I'm wrong. But the one cycle before that, uh, you know, Sardis was still in the team. A, bu- a bunch of the old timers were still in it. And I was working a, a, a trade show at the uh, at one of the uh, hotels on Disney property. And the national team was staying there. And I, 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 I ran into Sardis. I took a picture with it. The people that follow me on social media have seen that picture. And um, they, uh, I spoke with several players. And staffers, and they say they love. They just love it. the 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 stadium gives itself for that. Now, a lot of people obviously are going to be like, "Well, my my team has a similar stadium. Um, I the national team has played in Cincinnati uh, and has played in uh, Minnesota, but not under the best of conditions. And I'm sorry, what happened in Minnesota should have had never happened." It was a. It, it was awful for the players. It was. It was torture for the fans that paid just as much money as the guy as we paid uh, last night to go watch the national team. And I don't care who you are, but if you are in uh, sub-zero conditions and your keepers are wearing uh, basically long pants, it should already tell you that it's too cold. But the times that the United States has played in Exploria, it has been on their gorgeous weather. It was it was beautiful yesterday, sunny, perfect conditions, and uh, I think I think uh, you know they they will continue to come. They get great results when they come. Uh, well attend the games, and uh, as an American, like I said, uh, it was it was it was it was an honor uh, to be there with my kids. Because uh, like I said before to uh, a few people. This was my last World Cup with my kids being being kids, you know. By the next World Cup, they're gonna be grown men. So I wanted to um, I wanted to take that experience of, of of living that imprint in their childhood. We had a great time, and uh, hopefully hopefully we'll repeat itself. Uh, hey, Luis, can we go to some of the comments that we have already? Sure, that's what we're gonna. That's what I was gonna do. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that left your comment. All right, uh, Mark Rodriguez says, amazing atmosphere. OCSC needs to work to match that as a goal for the club. I, I totally agree. I, I couldn't agree any, any more with that. I agree as well. Uh, Joshua Tall, hi. How you doing, man? Mark Rodriguez, remember Juegas Noche. Yeah, it was a great game for sure. Uh, Felix Quijano, Orlando should be hosting every USA home match. I mean, <laughs> we would love that for we sure. I, I wouldn't complain. We got to spread the sure. joy. Uh, Washington Lopez, it says, "Good evening, fam. Yes, you can hear it live on TV. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was electric, uh, just like OC Fan TV says. Atmosphere was electric again. Need to campaign for Explorer to be the U.S. Men's National Team home stadium every match. Yeah, I mean it could be. And Waffle Singh says, I was also there. Yeah, oh I yeah, was also there. yeah, definitely. So this is the the standings right now. Obviously, Canada, and I want to give kudos to." Former OC, OCSC players uh, also that are part of Team Canada. Part of their um, success. Kyle Larian. Kyle Larian. Rich Larea. Uh, Kamal Miller. Yeah, Rich Larea and Kamal Miller. They're all going to Cotter. 
right? Uh, Team mm -hmm. Canada is going there. After 36 years, it reminds me a lot of Peru because Peru also qualified for Russia after 36 years not being in a World Cup. And I actually would love uh, for Peru to face Canada. I think, um, and I'm going to draw first blood right here. Uh, I want Canada to play against Peru in the World Cup. Um, it will be, I think, a great game to, to watch. Similar flags, you know, but uh, I think uh, it would definitely be a big test for Peru and a big test for Canada. So, uh, I mean, and that was that that is what makes the World Cup the World Cup, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. know who's gonna who you know. And so Peru right now is in contention of a playoff spot to play against the AFC contender. It could be Australia. Luis, this is what we need to get rid of the Gold Cup and have Copa America being a real American Cup. Right. One of the things I want to tell you guys, and sorry to interrupt you, Luis, because. I, it burns me every single time. There's not such thing as a North and South American continent. It's one continent. It's in the in the middle of the 19th century that American map makers started uh, separating North and South America. There's one America. That's it. And I I I I think it's time for football fans in the Americas to be honest with themselves. And merge Comebol and Concacaf. It's about time to do it. And I know there's a lot of <clears throat> why it's not gonna happen, but we can at least make Copa America a real American Cup. That way, we can see teams like uh, Canada and uh, the United States grind it out with South American teams. It, it's it's gonna be in our benefit. So kudos to them. They yeah. they did it. They did it on MLS players. Kyle and I gotta tell you guys one thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of bad blood. A lot of people are not going to let it go. I, I understand it. I get it. And I respect it. I was on your camp. One thing we have to say is we have to acknowledge that we're part of his history. And I would love for the club to just extend uh, the, the, the hand and say, hey, what happened? That wasn't us. But we want, we want to claim you back as part of our history. And for Kyle to once again feel feel welcome in Orlando, I think uh, the the one time that he played with Canada here in Orlando, he he looked like you know he was scared that somebody was gonna jump out of the stands and attack him. Um, Kyle Aaron uh, played for Orlando. He 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 continues to be the highest uh, scorer in the MLS era, and those things cannot be forgotten uh, just because of uh, some situations that happened. That, in my opinion, the, the <clears throat> sort of uh, propelled. So I just wanted to say that I know that's controversial for a lot of people. I don't condone what happened with the DUI and all that other stuff, but he was a young man. Uh, we're hanging out with bad people. Um, but, uh, you know, I see, I see that the, the, what's happening in Canada and it, the, nobody mentions Orlando city. Those guys played here. Those guys were very good here just because some people made some boneheaded decisions. Doesn't negate the the their talent or what they did here. So I'm sorry, I just wanted to say mention that before. I no, I, I I agree. I mean, you know, I wish the best to Team Canada and and to uh, Kyle Aaron and and uh, everybody in Team Canada for sure. A very exciting team. They're clinched, and there we are, USA second spot. Um, 
a win against Costa Rica, cherry on the cake. Um, um, it's exciting to see who is the U.S. going to face at the World Cup if they clinch World Cup uh, berth. Uh, I would love for them to be facing a South American team because, believe it or not, it will elevate. It will. Ele it, it can either go two ways. It either they will lose re redundantly and they will categorically lose against it maybe a a, a Peru, which could be the, the fifth place. Um, it could be uh, against Argentina, you know, uh, Uruguay, Ecuador, right? It will be great to see them again, those teams, because, you know, they represent what the, the, the MLS is also, you know? So it would be good to see pairing Argentina Superliga against MLS and, and Peruvian Superliga against MLS. And Ecuadorian um, Liga Pro against MLS. I mean, you you could see, and and it will open people's eyes that here in the MLS, hey, this is not the dinosaur league. This is nowhere where dinosaurs come to die. This is this is an exciting young vibrant league that is pretty much putting together some of the best players in the world, and we could possibly contend for a World Cup in 2026. Mm -hmm. So. It would be great to make a statement. And, I, I mean, if they played at this level as we saw this weekend, obviously I know Panama let them play also. I mean, their their defense was garbage. I mean, that's just completely true. And um, they played too aggressively. Uh, people within Panama, which I was there, were fighting with each other, the players. They were, they, they were talking back to each other. Like, they were calling other mistakes. Uh, there was no leader figure in, in Panama um, on, on, the, on, on that game. You could see a leadership figure in the U.S. with, with Pulisic. You know, uh, you couldn't see that in Panama. So it was a mess. And anyways, uh, turn the page. Let's read some comments. And then let's go ahead and uh, then switch to Orlando, Portland. Gabriel Gomez says, uh, interesting point about one big American, Canada, Peru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be exciting. I, I, I tell people on my other podcast, the La del Fútbol, I tell them, you know, play against Canada, play against the U.S. Uh, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and, and, mm -hmm. and beat guys, right? That's I think they'll make make it so much better. Joshua Tall, but I enjoyed the USA game last night. Joshua Tall, I wish Tesho scored versus Portland, which could have made us one, but glad we didn't lose. But just wish we won. But hopefully we win against LAFC. Hector Ayala, uh, how you doing, sir? I have a free ticket for next home game. Let me know, guys. <laughs> now everybody knows. Uh, uh, and, and one thing I want to say, Luis, a uh, uh, very uh, little known fact is that the Falkland Islands, or Malvinas, as they are known to most Spanish-speaking people, um, they want to play. They want to play international football. Unfortunately, Carmel has banned them because of obviously in support of Argentina, and they cannot play in Concacaf because of distance. So, if we were to have uh, Copa America, the uh, including all the um, American nations, maybe it will be time for us to uh, throw pettiness to the side and allow the, allow those guys to represent their country. Just for for thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, good, definitely. Why not? Uh, have him, Guyana play too, you know, French Guyana. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, 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 and the fact about that is 
because they are a French department, the Gold Cup is the biggest competition they can go. Um, so they that's why they go all out uh, when they play in Gold Cup because obviously they can go, they cannot do it to the Gold Cup because uh, you know it's like Florida going to the World Cup by itself. So yeah, yeah. so let's uh, switch gears, my friend. Um, let's go ahead and watch some footage. I want to thank Orlando City Communications for the footage. Obviously, as always, thank you so much. This is some of the footage from from the game against Portland with uh, Junior Urso. They had a hell of a game. Um, you know, um, we, I mean, a, a lot of players, I think Orlando could have definitely won this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I expected more about Portland. I think the defense is in a very superlative, superlative um, stage. Uh, they know each other back and forth. It doesn't matter who's the number one. I think Mason did a phenomenal job. I think he could have maybe, you know, uh, penalties are a guessing game, in my opinion, you know, and uh, he tried to go to the right and, you know, in the end, the guy sh- shot right in the middle. So, um, but, you know, there, there you can see the goal. Uh, he silenced uh, Rose City and, uh Yep. Burklaw, and here you go. I mean, and what a phenomenal game on Alexandre Pato. Look at that assist right there. I mean, just, just, I mean, overall, just phenomenal game for Alexandre Pato. I love to see that he's increasing and, and raising his level of play uh-huh. tremendously. And uh, the game changer for Portland, in my opinion, and I'll give you the mic, was Alexander, uh, sorry, um, Sebastian Blanco. So Sam Blanco came in, and then he definitely caused some harm uh, in Orlando City's back line. And then, obviously, the penalty came about, which I think it could have been prevented. But, again, uh, stuff happens. We get four points out of the West when I remember back in 2015, <laughs> zero points out of the West, you know. Uh, and, then you know, we, we used to come down, you know, to Orlando, back to uh, Exploria or, or – or the Citrus Bowl like this, you know, looking down. And uh, I think Orlando has made a, made a good statement. They're a tough team to to play against, you know. So what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts of this game, uh, David? Well, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that we were going to get a point in Portland, I, I would have called it uh, a good day. Uh, as you can see by these images, the place was packed. And um, that's one thing. It's a very small pitch. Uh, I already mentioned that to you guys, uh, Portland, Cincinnati, and uh, New York City are the smallest pitches in uh, in the MLS. So this is a very dangerous place. And uh, they went out there. They got the uh, opening goal, which is not easy to do under these conditions. It's turf, uh, which I always say it. It takes away from the bounce of the ball. Uh, produces drag on the ball, meaning that the ball doesn't roll as far as you want it to. And, um, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it's just a difficult place to play, uh, an eight-hour flight. The boys did very well. Um, I was on my way to the stadium when the penalty happened. I watched the video, and um, Perea really made a huge mistake, a very costly one. Uh, remind everybody he's still a young man, learning his ways, uh, his craft. I'm not going to crap on the guy. But 
let me tell you something. If it wasn't for Mason Stoddard making that stop at the end of the game, would definitely we would have been regretting that uh, penalty because then we would have lost at the death two to one. What's great about this uh, game, in my opinion, about Mason is that we are starting to see that the fears that a lot of people had when Pedro is called to the national team that our uh, goalkeeping was going to decline as it did with Brian Rowe between the sticks is not happening with, um, with Mason. Impressive. And uh, our core of, uh, of goalkeepers keeps impressing. We saw that with uh, Orlando City B uh, this past weekend. Of course, we're going to talk about that. But, uh, you know, I feel very confident that when the Pedro is on the spose, um, that uh, that Mason's going to do do very well. Uh, Mason <clears throat> might, might be inheriting that position the day Pedro decides to move on. You know, we don't know. Um, but um, at the end of the day, yeah, unfortunate to give that, that, that penalty away. Uh, but also we have to take into consideration second uh, game on the road, West Coast, difficult places to play. Um, and uh, the team, when we're playing against Western teams, is sort of difficult because whatever happens at uh, the end of the game, it doesn't really reflect uh, so much on our pursuit to playoffs. Because if you lose, you're just cheating yourself out of the three points, right? And nobody else benefits from, from your demise. When you tie uh, and when you win, it's it's sort of like a bonus, you know? Um, so I'm not going to cry over it. We have bigger fish to fry this Saturday against another Western team. I'm really ready to for us to play at home. Really ready for us to play uh, teams in the East. Uh, but obviously that won't happen until the following week. So at the end of the day, my friends, like I've been saying to you guys, we're going to win games that we're uh, not supposed to win. We're going to lose games that we're not supposed to lose. And, you know, a, a point here was well-earned. Uh, I would have loved to defeat them uh, and avenge what they did to us in MLS's back. But football is cruel and unpredictable, my friends. Luis, uh, you're muted. You're muted. If you can hear me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank uh, Orlando City Communications for all the footage as well, and uh, Mark Thor as well for some of the pictures uh, for the, for the game. Uh, when it comes to the lineup itself, obviously the back four are the back four. I think uh, whether we liked it or not, I think they've all performed tremendously. I think Moutinho had a great game uh, against Portland. He was very influential on the left wing. Um, Cesar Araujo again, um, shutting people's mouths, uh, playing aggressively, um, you know, and, you know, being influential in, in recouping that ball in, in trying to find transition plays, uh, and Junior Urso yesterday had one of the best games, uh, uh, definitely this weekend, he had one of the best games, uh, since he arrived to Orlando and the goal was just, you know, a beautiful pass. Uh, from Alexandre Pato that had also, but to me, he was probably the best player in the, in, in Orlando. And uh, this is the thing about Oscar Pareja that a lot of people don't realize. Um, he revitalized Nani's career. Uh, I, I see it on a third perspective. Yes, he was a player that was in Man United, won a lot of cups, best friend of Cristiano Ronaldo and all that good stuff. But when he came to Orlando, he was just another player. 
And uh, I think that level of play and that level of, of fitness was thanks to the staff of Oscar Pereja. And, 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 and they are bringing now a, you know, Alexandre Pato has said in several interviews that Oscar was the one who asked him to stay. He had offers also from different clubs in Brazil. He could have definitely gone back to, to Sao Paulo. I think everybody knows that. And Oscar said, I want to count. I, I, I want to have the chance to definitely bond with you. And I think we can do big things. And you could see it now. I mean, he definitely uh, is improving his game, game after game, after game, after opportunity, after opportunity. No, none of the Chara brothers can contain Pato in the first half. I was watching the game as I was on, on right there at the stadium at Exploria waiting for everybody in media to, to come in and check in. And, um, you know, Niesgola then also got injured. And, you know, but again, what did, that, what did we say in the preview last show? Van Rankin, Van Rankin, Van Rankin is not doing so well. And this is what happened. Van Rankin was not doing so well at all. Um, he he led um, not only Benji, but I will say more Cesar Araujo and Joao Moutinho go towards their side and penetrate and try to go um, and try to at least attempt to make some plays happen. Um, another thing I will say is uh, the ref. I did not like, and then I'll give you the mic so we can conclude this this section of the of 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 the show. Um, Dairon Aspria should have gotten a yellow card or even a red card. He was the one who was on into Ruan, bothering him throughout the whole game, following him for no reason. And I will say the same thing for Mauricio Pereira, who got uh, stretched out, stretched there, um, stretched out uh, out of the field. And um, you know, for what I know, and you know, is that he's going to be, he's still being evaluated. Uh, tomorrow is uh, Orlando City practice, and there'll be more details about his status. If he's going to miss any time, Oscar believes, and he said it in press conference, that uh, he hopes it's something minor, that he be able to come back fast or come back right away, you know. Uh, but he was taking that also out of precaution as well. So we still don't know yet. They're not disclosing the full details, but we will know. I'm more than likely had a, a better idea tomorrow. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, of, of Portland, how they played, and to close out uh, this section? Uh, yeah, uh, to, be, to be honest with, with, with our listeners, um, uh, it, my assessment is obviously based on what I saw. Unfortunately, like I said, the second half I had to head out to the stadium. I watched the highlight reel. Um, I think Orlando City played very well. We were 10 minutes away from getting a W. Uh, against that, it's frustrating when you are a man up and and you give up a cheap uh, goal like that, ruining um, Mason's opportunity to walk away with a clean sheet. And that last save that he had uh, really had no venom all game, and uh, and and to me, what's uh, what's important is we went out with not our uh, uh, eleven. Of choice, I should say, obviously, because we were missing pieces. Uh, but at the same time, we went out there and uh, we got the job done. With that said, 
And MLS, the key to success, to make playoffs, is tie on the road. We need to do this coming Saturday. We need to win. And, um, you know, it's frustrating to drop points. We get it. But football gives, football takes away. So later on in the season, we're definitely going to be seeing um, those points uh, hopefully be returning back to us due to pro being pro. Uh, this time going on our favor. It does happen once or twice a season. Uh, or, uh, you know, capitalizing on a mistake for, by, by the opposing team. Uh, Junior, so I saw a question about uh, from our friend Jim yeah, Dean. Go ahead and, and, and read that. Jim um, sure. Dean says, is Urso our top scorer so far? If you count Chicago, I and think. And that's so. correct. Yes. And, and then Josh Tall says, why do you think we put Tesho on the wing? Because he's played that, um, he's played that um, position before mm -hmm. in, in Dallas. He actually started as a winger. Yep. The only thing I would say yeah. is that Tesho – Okay, how do, how do I break this? Um, Tesho, no one can doubt that he's a team player. I think no one can doubt it. And so whatever Oscar thinks he's going to be fit to play, he's going to do it. But because of his speed and also what he's shown playing in the mid, which is kind of recouping that ball, trying to be um, – trying to do that extra pivot and, and holding defenses out. Uh, he probably thought having Claudio Bravo and Dairon Espria, players that are very fast and very physical, rather than putting Van der Water on the wing, which is more of a touchy technical player, kind of mm -hmm. like Mauricio, putting somebody with built, you know, uh, probably – a little slow pace because he's a nine, you know, he's a striker, but to create that friction and stop the play. And then he can maybe pass it to junior. And that's why junior had a, a hell of a great game because junior was running free as he was holding, holding the wingers for, for um, Portland junior was going behind him and trying to attack and create plays with either Pato or Mauricio. Um, and also, Ruan was more free on the wing to do the back and forth. So mm. he was essentially more of a defensive tactical change, in my opinion, for Orlando City, which um, obviously you can do that against, obviously, Portland, right? Because Portland, we know that Portland can definitely... We faced Portland before. We haven't done so well in the past with, against Portland and against West teams. So I'm assuming this is the reason why Oscar did it. Um, so, and uh, also when he gives a direction to Tesho and says, okay, you're going to go into the game and do this. I, I can see Tesho being a player that is tactically savvy. So definitely whatever he says, he's going to do on the pitch. And so usually coaches like that because it, it, it makes their system work better. So I don't think we saw that and um, not, not going to say also that, you know, he should have started or anything like that. I think that's Oscar's decision. But, I mean, I think he did a, a pretty good game um, working on that wing. W what are your thoughts, uh, David? Well, <clears throat> I, I trust Oscar Pareja. He knows more football than I. Uh, he knows what works against uh, each um, opponent that we're going to be facing. I thought we matched very well with Portland. 
And uh, had it not been for the PK, we would have walked away with the three points and we wouldn't be having this conversation. Um, again, you know, we can't, um, you know, trying to fi uh, figure out, we, we can't go out there with the idea of putting an uh, elevator on an outhouse. You know, we have to do that, guys. We, we have to understand the needs of the season. We have a very talented, stacked team at the moment. And uh, with room for growth, we al already know Gaston Gonzalez is coming. There's been, we already seen what uh, the additions to OCB can give us, which I thought that this past weekend they were fantastic. So we are, as Orlando City fans, we need to understand that rather than being what we used to be, 11 good players and a bench that was really bad, now we actually have players on the bench that can be starters somewhere else. And, you know, you're going to have to fight for minutes. I know Van der Water, a lot of people want to see him often. I'm going to be honest with you. If he's not on the starting 11, if he's not touching pitch, it's because he has not been able to beat the people in front of him. And that doesn't mean that Van der Water is a bad player. Uh, not at all. Van der Water came here from a from, uh, uh, European side that was very good in the Netherlands. But... Uh, he has, he, you know, this is this is MLS, and uh, MLS is a physical league. There's a lot of running in this league, and uh, players like uh, Cesar Araujo are starting to find that out. And I see our boys there that this past weekend uh, had an important victory, two 0 over uh, Chicago Fire two. Unfortunately, I was unable to attend, but the people that went, they said these guys look like an MLS side. No, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we need to feel very proud of what Orlando City is doing as an academy. As uh, I think uh, this team is exciting. Uh, I saw the play, the players. Uh, Hackenberg was great. Uh, I'm going to put the lineup right now so you guys can see uh, a little bit more of the tactical um, side. First and foremost, uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Alex Freeman, what a player. I mean, you're talking about the way he just owned that side. Um, Gunera, uh, Gunera he, he had a red card, and I think it was just also more of like the ref, in, in my opinion. Um, I think he was just trying to do his game, and he was just penalized. I think one of the yellow cards to me was not a yellow card um, at all. And, you know, it's just errors of the, of the ref. But what's exciting is right here on the left side, you have Taylor Tablante, which was great mm -hmm. um, I've been saying it. on the left. And then this here, this connection, this, this two players right here, Rivera and Lynn. Uh, Rivera could have scored a goal himself, but he was just unselfish. And when you have a number 10, that's, un that's just unselfish. And would do anything for that for their team to win and make his partner look even greater as a finisher. Kudos to you, my friend. No, absolutely. And, uh, and I think uh, what what a level of play uh, you can tell why you know Freeman, Rivera, Lynn, uh, maybe Tablante. Obviously, Kembalua Lupe should should be in this squad, but he's not. I think Hackenberg did an amazing job, and. Um, you can you can see why they're part of the first team also. 
why why are they options in case people go down with injuries and things like that? Because mm -hmm. they can definitely do some harm. Uh, Rivera yesterday, he he did. I mean, um, against Chicago, he he did a lot of harm, and uh, he assisted Lynn uh, in two uh, outstanding uh, goals. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, Lynn could have had a third one. He could have had a hat trick. Unfortunately, you know, um, Chicago also plays a sport, so you know they 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 had a um, they were leveling up leveling up their play. And another thing I want to say is the keeper Otero. I mean, if it wasn't for him, this would have start Chicago winning two zero in the first half too. So he had at least, in my opinion, uh, three between three to five key saves on that game, and they were they were very good saves. I will say Pedro Galese esque saves, right? Which it tells you that Oscar knows because Oscar, you know, they, they interviewed the you know Coach Perlman about it, you know, and um, he said. You know, these are players that Oscar has seen and 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 has watched, and Oscar knows how the system for youth works. And these are also players that are, you know, that the first team is looking at, right? And mm -hmm. what, what a keeper, Otero! If he continues this level, he's definitely on the verge of being one of the best keepers in MLS's next pro. Very and, young and tall. I believe he's six five. So yeah, I was very impressed with his performance. Not surprised. Uh, Otero had uh, his debut as a 17-year-old with OCB uh, back in 2019. No, yeah, 2019. I'm sorry, and uh, and he impressed then. And obviously, you have seen what the U23s, uh, OCB U23s that were playing in uh, MPSL last year, have done for him. Um. Otero, in my opinion, is another candidate to be with the first team. Uh, with Rivera, I'm not surprised. I have told people Rivera had a fantastic tournament with the U20s, uh, with Puerto Rico U20s, and uh, he's the number 10 there. With the uh, Puerto Rico first team, uh, he's more of a seven, uh, but uh, he's, he's growing into that position, and I actually have argued that perhaps Rivera will be the um, – the the one that is going to inherit the number 10 once uh, Mauricio, uh, Mauricio Pereira moves on. Um, but, uh, you know, Rivera is only 18 years old. That's uh, that's another thing that we need to consider. And Rivera needs to gain a lot of muscle mass, in my opinion, my personal opinion. I know I know, I know, I know his parents, um, and, um, and and I, I have talked to them on several occasions. And, you know, his dad is a very uh, practical, pragmatic person, and – he uh he he has said that, that his son is not ready for for MLS. Um, so with that said, uh, Moisés Tablante, a player that, in my opinion, would have been signed already for the first team, but unfortunately his immigration situation is what holds holds him back. He will need uh, a green card or an international sport uh, spot. I'm sorry, uh, to be with the first team, and I think that's what's holding him back. Tablante is is speedy, crafty. Uh, never say never. Uh, the, you know, an engine that just keeps going. Jack Lynn showing the reasons why we drafted him. And uh, like I said, the, the, the boys played very well. I was very impressed with the formation. They were playing a 4-2-3-1, just like the first team. 
uh, uh, Coach uh, Perelman uh, basically replicated exactly what uh, the, uh, the, the first team is doing to perfection, shut down the team. It will be interesting to see what they do as they move on this week uh, to a new, um, a, a new uh, foe. Uh, but uh, like I said, I, the, the people that were there, they said, hey, we were expecting some very subpar game, uh, uh, you know, game from them. And, and they, played, they played as if they were another MLS side taking the pitch. So to me, that's, that's important. Uh, that's exciting that, once, that, that finally we have a uh, pipeline of talent uh, throughout the team. Uh, indeed. Uh, I think um, this player, well, this team definitely is making uh, some noise. Uh, we're going to continue covering. I want to thank every single player that uh, retweets and uh, puts their, you know, their, our stories up on their, on their stories and in, in, in Instagram as well. Um, and, uh, you know, just tell everybody that consumes the content for Loud and Proud, uh, thank you so much. Um, I think um, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. I think that you guys are the cornerstone of this club and, you uh, Continue play to that level, and you know it. You know, I think a dream come true for an Orlando fan is for, uh, of OCB to win this cup, and then for Orlando City to maybe reach the final MLS Cup final, and then Orlando Pride also contend for the NWSL Championship, triple crown, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, triple crown, triple crown club, and I think uh, we have the infrastructure, the staff, the people behind the scenes to to make it happen, and it's just exciting times. I think as as an Orlando uh, soccer fan, so absolutely, um, definitely super proud of this uh, of the boys, and I can thank him enough for. And, for and Luis, mm-hmm. before we move on to uh, to the wrap up here uh, with uh, the 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 LAFC game, I would like to point out that Robin Jansen, uh, on the eighth minute of uh, the game against Portland, became the club's all time minutes leader in all competitions, passing Joe Bendick at eighty two forty eight. Following all 90 minutes, Robin now sits at 83.31. So congratulations to Robin Jansen. Robin, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, Robin is an unselfish player with a fantastic story uh, of perseverance, of not giving up, never say never. Uh, himself and Antonio Carlos uh, have been called one of the, one of the best uh, center back uh, pairings in MLS. Um, this guy, uh, it's, uh, it's all positive. Every time he talks to the fans, he is so appreciative of being here and I'm glad that he's wearing purple. So congratulations to Robin, uh, a, a great, a great person, a great dude, a great player. And, uh, not only that, um, you know, uh, the longevity in this team has been one where, uh, he has contributed greatly greatly to uh, there's there's more good that can be said about robin jansen than uh than bad and um with that said um i just uh wish him a lot of success this season and um i am i'm super happy and super proud that he managed to achieve this uh this milestone also oscar pareja uh 300th regular season mls matches for orlando uh correct 300 matches uh you know I think two important assets for the club are Oscar Pereja and, and Robin Jensen. I mean, what a what a signing, right? I mean, do, do people ever thought signing him, you know, was going to be, you know, 
make such impact. Uh, mm-hmm. it definitely, it's night and day of what we had there before as a center back. So, so happy for him. Uh, and definitely exciting, uh, exciting news coming out of the Orlando camp for sure. And I think against LAFC, we're going to repeat the same formula. But I want to see this level of excitement that we saw from the U.S. Panama game. Because these players are going to get just so motivated when they hear the, you know, the crowd roaring, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're going to want to go and, and, and definitely kill LAFC. And they have exciting players too, LAFC side, right? So uh, before we, we, we close the, um, the podcast today, and I, and I want to thank everybody uh, for, for the support. I want to talk about, um, you know, Orlando Pride also, right? And, um, Let's, uh, you know, be, be a little bit sincere here. Uh, Orlando Pride is right now third in the NWSL. They have uh, one, one, um, one draw and one, you know, they lost the game. They lost against the Courage yesterday. Uh, one, uh, well, not yesterday, but um, day before yesterday. Uh, you know, literally one, one nil against the Courage, a tough team, too. Um, almost, um, playing with 10 men in a way psychologically. And the reason why I say is because unfortunately Marta was, um, you know, was, you know, suffer a knock and uh, her injury is actually serious. You know, she, she wrote in her social media that she has a knee ligament injury that's going to require surgery and uh, she will be out of the field for a long time feel probably for you know till the season her season's over pretty much in my opinion you know unfortunately we we expect for the captain of orlando pride to come back sooner i, I think a, a player of our caliber i don't doubt she's going to try to come back sooner than ever but uh she was looking forward to represent her country she was looking forward to you know um be the captain of orlando uh, pride and you know orlando pride believe it or not uh, despite losing Marta in, in that game even they did lose a lot of attack and I think uh, coach Cromwell is uh, getting into the rhythm of obviously um, getting a system going and um, but Orlando held their own you know and this is and, and NC Courage is a contender for the end of his championship again I, I mean I think Orlando Pride's schedule was one of the most complicated schedules Next game is on Wednesday. They play against Gotham. They play against Krieger and against Harris. They'll come back to Exploria Stadium, but playing for Gotham. And um, it's going to be an interesting uh, match because if Orlando wins, they'll, they'll maintain themselves. They could either go into the second spot or they can stay in the third spot. And obviously Gotham will go down um, in points. But, you know, it is kind of like a, a, a change of guard, right? There's a, there's, a, there's a new sheriff in town. There's, there's, there's new, a new mentality, a new culture in the Pride. And uh, unfortunately, even with Marta's loss, I see a lot of progress being made with this club and uh, in the level of play as well. And the young, exciting players that they have, like Maggie Darty Howard, like you know, Montefusco, uh, uh, Jenkins and Sidney LaRue also is contributing a lot in, in, in coaching these young players. <clears throat> so exciting times are coming uh, for Orlando Pride. I'm so sorry to, you know, to, to uh, Martha. You know, unfortunately, you know, 
season ending. I think it's a season ending injury, in my opinion. I mean, because I, I know those knee ligament injuries are, are tough, tough to come back from. But wish her a speedy recovery. And, um, you know, definitely um, we, we, we want the Pride to do well this season. Mm-hmm. And, and I have no doubt that, you know, these players and this coach, uh, they want to win. And, Absolutely. And it's a, the, while unfortunate, is an opportunity for somebody to step up. Exactly. I think, uh, unfortunately, since its birth, Pride has been about names uh, that not necessarily uh, have uh, produced uh, trophies or points on the board. <clears throat> so we wish her a speedy recovery. But again, this is an opportunity for somebody to seize the moment, plain and simple. And uh, to go to the question that you highlighted from Tulan Coca, um, what's your what's you guys take on Andres Perea this season? I'm gonna be quite honest. Andres Perea is a young man. Uh, he has he has done very well for our club. Yes, he had a boneheaded moment in Portland. I'm not gonna let that define uh, who Andres Perea is. I think he has a, a great future ahead of him. And, uh, you know, you live, you learn. And in my opinion, uh, right now, he's not a starter for me. He's not a starter for me. We have a lot of talent in the midfield ahead of him. And he's up to Andres Perea to, to, to get those minutes. In a team that is as talented as the one that we have, every opportunity, it's an opportunity. It's a time to shine. And unfortunately, Andres made a bad mistake, you know, and, and, and that's how it is. And he caught a costly one. But those are the type of mistakes that young players need to do, need to learn from. And uh, in my opinion, if he learns from this mistake, he corrects it, he improves on it, then, then you know, lesson learned. If the problems continue to happen, then we don't have a spot for people like that. I think it's time for our, us Orlando City fans to put away the, the feel-good Kool-Aid just because we follow these players on social media, just because they sign our ball, just because they uh, tap us on the shoulder and they call us buddy. It does not mean that they're bad people, it, but it may mean that they're bad players. <laughs> so we have well, to, you know. I mean, I, I, I honestly think uh, he just, you know, the, 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 sometimes you have good games, sometimes you get bad games. You know, unfortunately, the tackle wasn't necessary. Of course, I think everybody could agree with that. But again, you know, he's a young man that carries himself very well, um, both in Spanish and, and in English. Um, I mean, I've seen him in different interviews. Carries himself very well, very professional. Uh, first person to come into practice, last person to leave, type of attitude. And, you know, people just sometimes it's just not your night, right? Like to me today at work, it was it was it was not my day today at work, you know. And uh, it's just had a day like that too, right? It's it's just it's just that. And um, I think you turn you turn the page, and there's there's times that he's gone he's done some really good goals in in times that we never thought he was going to score, and and Orlando won thanks to some of his goals. So. I mean, he's a he's a definitely young prospect uh, for the U.S. Men's National Team as well, and I think uh, you know he he'll have a better you know he'll he'll learn from this. I'm sure him and Oscar had a talk, you know, and uh, uh, Orlando definitely could have won it. Uh, it would have been great to to get uh, six points out of the West, but you know we could have been zero points, right? If if, if it would have gone back a couple of years back. 
So uh, definitely things to work on, but uh, I have nothing to say about Andres Perez's uh, resilience. He's, he's a good guy. Um, and Joshua Tall, it says here, just uh, last comment, says, who's the captain for Pride since Marta's hurt? In my opinion, um, there there should be – I mean, there's a couple of players that are totally – I mean, I, I think they can definitely be a captain, obviously sitting in the room uh, because of what she's won. But what I've seen on the pitch, um, I mean, it is – I don't know if I'm, I'm going to get in trouble or not, but I, I love Erin McLeod's. Uh, she's very vocal. She's the keeper of Team Canada. Olympic gold medalist, and uh, also Gunny John's daughter. Uh, Gunny John's daughter, um, Iceland uh, player, she eats that midfield. She's like our Urso uh, for Orlando City, right? And she's very resilient. She, Somebody tackles her. She, she just gets up and just keeps going. And, and, and uh, you know, um, those type of players, give, give me those type of players all the time. You know, uh, players that want to win, the one that you know that they have a, a commanding voice on the pitch, and uh, I've seen those traits on those two players, Aaron and, and Gani. Also, Sydney, right? Uh, there's a lot of youth, and uh, for sure, you know, uh, I think Marta will be missed, but she'll be back, and uh, hopefully, I think Orlando Pride has the you know the the squad to definitely um, make another bold statement, probably winning against Gotham on Wednesday. So. Uh, last words, my friend. Uh, anything else you want to say? You want to comment? Um, well, we're going now to wrap it up with LAFC, correct? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, um, LAFC, last time we saw them, we sent them packing. Adam Ellis is back. Uh, beautiful night. Um, seeing our captain Nani sending the pretenders back. I remember when uh, we went to MLS's back and when they had us maybe earning a point against Nashville and being destroyed by Miami. But life comes at you fast, my friends. Life comes at you fast. And uh, we humiliated them. Um, I uh, Sometimes when I feel <laughs> down, Luis, and uh, feel a little depressed, I go on YouTube and I watch those 14 seconds of uh, Bob Bradley looking as if somebody has shot his dog. Stoke. Shot. Frozen in time with Nani going around with the uh, the hand on the ear. Um, I am looking at uh, what uh, LAFC has done their first in the West with 10 points. Congratulations. But who have they played? All right. Well, let's see who have they played. They uh, defeated 3-0 Colorado at home. They tied 1-1 one, uh, one, uh, against Portland at home. They went away to Miami and uh, knocked them 2-0. No, uh, no surprise there. Um, FC Cincinnati beat Miami. So there you, have it. there you have it. And they just uh, played at home in a 1-3-1 against Vancouver. So the, play, the teams that they have played are not uh, barn burners. They have only be played one game away, and that was Miami. I'm not going to lose sleep over these guys. They have a new manager. They have uh, new players and all that good stuff. That's great. Um, we uh, we got shellacked by them for one in L.A. in a game that stole a couple of goals from us uh, due to VAR. Uh, so the 4-1 uh, goal uh, line uh, 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 goal result there is um, – 
you know, you, you make what you make out of it. Um, we tied them two to two in Orlando in a game that we should have won, my opinion. And uh, again, we uh, we we got them on penalties in MLS's back. Um, I I again, you know, uh, result against these guys is a good result. It's a Western team. They're coming from the road. Um, if uh, fans in Orlando decide to show up like they did this last Sunday, then we may have a hostile environment for these guys. Uh, I know Joao Moutinho is going to be ready for battle. Joao Moutinho has always been salty, been angry at the fact that this team um, did not believe in him and, 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 and drafted, uh, traded him away for a expired bus ticket and a bag of chips, basically. And I think that if um, if they are going to, if, if Orlando City wants to make a statement, you can make a statement against the darting of this league. I'm sick and tired of LAFC being placed as uh, this. Uh, any anytime there's power rankings, tournaments, uh, uh, the baptism of a plastic doll. I don't care what it is. Uh, LAFC is at the top. It's one of the favorites. Why? Because they have a bunch of guys in the wall screaming. I mean, what have they done? Okay, so they won the, um, the supporters show in their first year. Wow, fantastic. This is football. It's what you do this year. I don't care what you did 10 years ago, two years ago, or 10 minutes ago. It's what you do now. And I think uh, as Orlando City fans, we need to start. Uh, we, we, we're giving too much respect to these guys. And I'm sorry, no. We got we to gotta, we gotta, we gotta win at home, and we want to prove that we, that we are good enough. I'm not intimidated by them, and, I, and, and I'm going to continue to harp on this because, um, you know, I, I felt it was very disrespectful disrespectful from uh, 12 men uh, and, um, uh, at, at the last uh, – at the game against uh, Portland, how, you know, him and, uh, you know, and he, uh, his partner kept saying, oh, Orlando City has never won. In the, we don't every – time, every time – uh, the national talking heads are talking about Orlando is always to say Orlando's not good enough. Orlando has problems. Orlando's this. Orlando's that. And I think it's time to prove to them that we are not the Orlando City of five years ago. We're not. We're, we're different. We're, we're getting better. We're, we're good. And unfortunately, even when we win, and we saw it with uh, LA Galaxy, how, again, the, the, the narrators of that game – uh, if you watch that game on Univision, it was a Chicharito love fest. Nothing about us. Three minutes out of thirty minutes, they dedicated to our team. So I'm sick and tired of that. As in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to win. And uh, if we, if you guys are listening, you grab a friend that has never been to an Orlando City game or somebody that has fallen by the wayside, grab them and say, "Let's go to the stadium. The boys need us." Then perhaps we can escape with three points. Otherwise, mediocrity time. Here we go. Well, um, I honestly think uh, Orlando, if you want that to stop, Orlando needs to show that they can do that, first and foremost. So, um, you know, my opinion, there are teams and there are teams. So, like, for example, Newcastle could be a very historic club, but Chelsea wins cups, and they win cups for a reason. Uh, Liverpool could be super historic, but they choke sometimes in the UEFA Champions League and Chelsea wins cups. You know, so it's just, I see it that way. You see it in that in different leagues. 
Um, and I think it's up to those clubs to step up and, and, and demonstrate it. And the only way to demonstrate that is by performing and beating L.A., uh, which we did, uh, be, you know, tying Portland, and we could have won that game easy and uh, now beating LAFC at home. I think every single home, home game, just like you said, needs to be uh, definitely won on the pitch and, and also on the stands by Orlando fans screaming out. But, I mean, not to – I think this LAFC side, it has some interesting players too. I mean, Brian Rodriguez, uh, great player. Um, Carlos Vela, I mean, you can knock it, knock it down. Latif Blessing as well. I mean, Sifo, Jose Cifuentes, and Kalina Acosta. He's, he's a starter for the U.S. Men's National Team. So, um, I mean, there are some players that are there too. And I think Orlando is going to have to face them and, and, and make sure that playing Exploria is not an easy feat, which uh, I have full confidence in our backline. I think Orlando has the best backline compared to LA, LAFC. And, um, I mean, those big markets, I mean, think about it. Um, uh, we're not going to get any respect if we don't win championships. That's why I think when Orlando wins its first championship, it's going to be so monumental, not just for soccer. We're talking about for the Magic. We're talking about for every other Orlando team, you know, right? It's going to be monumental, you know, and I think the, the, the city deserves it. That's why I'm so passionate when I talk about that kind of stuff because I know for a fact Orlando um, has always looked like that. I mean, I remember when I went to see the, the final between L.A. and Orlando, um, Orlando Magic um, and LA, L.A. Lakers. And, um, you know, no one gave two rats about Orlando Magic, right? I mean, no one, you know, and pundits are going to be pundits. And unfortunately, like, just like you said, they're going to be motivated by because they're a bigger market and blah, 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 blah. And they have all the spotlight and the news people are there to sell too, you know. So I just think Orlando has a huge chance to make a statement uh, on uh, you know this upcoming game, and I had I have no doubt we're probably gonna get a W. I think uh, the players are motivated, and after the players come back, meaning Facundo, hopefully Pedro Galese clinching World Cup berth, you know, uh, they're gonna be ready just to be in Orlando and just play in Orlando. And I think our 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 team is gonna gone through some tough teams at first. Uh, you know, like LAFC, like Portland, like LA Galaxy. And now we get an easy, easier schedule, you know, than usual. So uh, I'm, I'm predicting a, a win for sure here against LAFC. Let's see what people say. This is uh, Washington Lopez. I absolutely agree. There has never been any love for sport commentators and refs too. I'm going to say this season things are a bit different for the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it says, uh, Joshua Tall, I think we can possibly beat LAFC. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it, uh, my friend uh, Dave. Any last last comments you want to give before we shut shut the shop down? Absolutely. Um, uh, I would like to promote uh, some of my side projects, if I may. Sure. Uh, I'm going to be in the Stevenage Football Club uh, podcast uh, tomorrow with my friends Matt and Reese talking about Stevenage. They have a big game this coming up Saturday. That literally probably the biggest game in the in the club's history. Uh, whoever wins, basically, make uh, whoever wins will stay in the football league. Whoever loses is going to be relegated to the national league. 
So that's uh, we're gonna be talking about that. So if you want me, if you want to uh, listen to me representing uh, the American football fan uh, to uh, an audience that probably has never heard an American talking about football, uh, please uh, follow my social media. I'll be posting the link there. Uh, if you don't follow me already, obviously right here, Florida underscore man seven six. Also, uh, Tiro de Esquina podcast uh, covering Orlando City in Spanish. Luis was my guest last uh, last Thursday. Thank you, Luis, again. Uh, a lot of man. positive feedback, as always. People always uh, like when Luis comes on. And uh, my uh, vlog, The Legendary David, on YouTube, where I cover all the incidences, all the things going on around Orlando City and all the clubs that I follow. So if you guys would like to visit me there, I will appreciate that. And... One last time, Saturday, 7.30. What are you doing on a Saturday night? What? There's nothing else going on in this town. All roads lead to 655 West Church Street in Paramore. Be there. Come on, let's go support the boys. You know, just have a few beers. Let's chant and let's cheer them on into victory. Uh, there's no excuse. Look at look at that picture uh, in the background. We can pack the house. We, can, we have proven that. So let's go. Perhaps, like I said, Luis, perhaps maybe some of these people will feel inspired and go check us out this Saturday. And uh, like I said, don't come alone. Bring a friend. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people from different countries, too. I mean, en español, se los digo también. Vengan a ver Orlando City, por favor. Ay, culita. No, <laughs> no, you know, come, come to see Orlando City, man. I mean, it, you know, it, I saw people from all, all, all walks of life at that game so um definitely we need to see this you know we, we won world cup we need to pack pack our house every, every time we play we play against any team and it motivates the players you know you want the players to play at the highest level you know this is how, one of the things you motivate the players mm -hmm. you know uh with 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 your support I want to thank uh, Orlando City Communications and US Soccer Communications for all the footage shown today all the pictures as well Uh, you know, some of the pictures for Orlando City, some of the videos. Um, also, U.S. Soccer Communications for obviously allowing us to cover the game. Thank you so much for that. Um, and also, Jackie, Diogo, everybody uh, behind the scenes in Orlando. I want to also thank uh, 1A1 Creative. Uh, check them out on Instagram. Our friend Gabriel Gomez, our photographer for Loud and Proud Orlando. Uh, amazing work. Uh, great photographer. He was covering the actual game uh, also on the last weekend. So thank you so much. Check us out also our Facebook group, Orlando City SC MLS Informed Discussion Group on Facebook with all the latest. Uh, and also, if you're a journalist, um, you want to go and be part of the team of Loud and Proud, you want to be able to cover the Pride, OCB, Orlando City, um, send us a DM. Send us a DM. Uh, you can find me at, at Pineda underscore RL on Twitter and on um, Instagram. And uh, just send us a DM, uh, and we'll definitely we're looking for you for sure. Um, we, we there's a lot of stuff to cover for Orlando, and uh, we we'll definitely need more hands and increase. There'll just be two, but maybe a third person too, uh, at this point. So, and also uh, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're available uh, audio um, at Spotify and Apple Podcasts through Anchor. So thank you so much as well, and uh, don't forget to check out um, our social media. We're at, on Twitter at LPO underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. 
We're also on YouTube right now. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Click on the notification bell for no more notifications. And uh, my friend, I guess uh, we'll see you next Monday. And Absolutely. I'll be here. All right. Vamos, vamos Orlando. Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.